0: Hello, and good morning, everybody. Uh, Interesting morning. My phone was working, and then suddenly it wasn't. I tried to get into the wrong person's Uber because my app shut down the second that I stepped out of my building because I no longer had Wi-Fi. And then I was trying to text on the way into work. No success. Got into the building. No success until my Wi-Fi kicked in again. And then I happened to see in the elevator inside of the Fox building— that there was a report of T-Mobile, AT&T, and what was the other carrier that Verizon, three of the most major cell phone carriers, were experiencing power outages. And I don't know about you, but I just watched the uh, the Obama-funded movie on Netflix a few weeks ago, and my mind went places. So, um, you know, I— uh- <laughs> Not a conspiracy theorist, uh, but definitely a little bit odd this morning. Uh, but it looks like things are back working and in service, uh, which is good news. It doesn't look like there has been an attack on our power grid uh, quite yet. Uh, hopefully that does not happen because that would not be good. Uh, we do not need more tragedy in this country as it is right now. Already enough things to worry about. Uh, but if I haven't already said it already, welcome on in, Charlie Arnold. We've got a got quite the show for you today and. I already mentioned the word tragedy, so let's start on that route because there are a lot of things to worry about right now in the world, uh, such as the horrible tragedy that took place recently in Kansas City last week during the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration parade. One woman was shot dead, 22 other people were injured after two shooters who have now been apprehended and charged opened fire on the crowd, who of course were celebrating uh, a very special occasion, which being the Chiefs' winning the Super Bowl for the third time in five years. So the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, he referred to the suspects as thugs. Obviously, they're criminals, so using the word thugs doesn't strike me as odd at all. But he was met with a lot of pushback from the Kansas City Mayor, Quentin Lucas, for using that terminology. Listen to this.
1: After the shooting, he said we can't let some thugs and criminals just take over and ruin what happened. I gather that's not quite your assessment of what happened that day i have respect for the governor uh we get along well i i disagree strongly with uh how he would describe that situation i i certainly do think this was criminal activity it was lawlessness and i think that uh that's troubling but thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense and i have seen this dog whistle time and again there's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason that Monk shots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, we would have just shown them. That is absolutely preposterous. There are protections to juveniles. Our city has a gun violence problem.
0: I'm just going to put it out there right now before I get to my whole reaction that I don't think calling criminals thugs has anything wrong with it. Uh, I think that's exactly what it is, but you can tell by the tone of the mayor and the way he reacted, calling it a racist dog whistle, that he obviously very much disagrees because apparently it's racist to call people that have opened fire on a crowd suspects who have been charged with the crime thugs. Now, we have someone near and dear to us uh, who is not afraid Uh, to use this terminology, because, of course, the media has gone silent. Uh, They're too scared to offend anybody. Uh, But Clay Travis is definitely not scared to offend anybody. So listen to what he had to say.
1: What you're seeing is everyone is suddenly going silent uh, in sports media. Almost no one is weighing in saying, oh, my goodness, let's talk about gun control. Let's talk about getting guns off the streets. It's just silence. Because the individuals that have been charged now, two juveniles and two adults, uh, all of whom, to my knowledge, by the way, are black, let's have a conversation about why this happens and who actually commits gun violence. I even saw in the New York Times they had a story about this, um, uh, quoting one of the residents of Kansas City who said what I told you, that if this shooting had happened anywhere other than the Super Bowl victory parade, nobody would have ever talked about it. Kansas City set in 2023 an all-time high for murders. Most of you probably didn't know that unless you live in Kansas City or that area. It has never been more violent or dangerous to be in Kansas City in the modern history of that city.
0: Well, Clay, to uh, react to what you just said, I actually have lived in Kansas City. I lived there for several years And I was a news reporter at the time. I was a breaking news reporter at the time. So I was up early in the morning. My shift started two in the morning. I was on air by 4.30 in the morning and I was covering breaking news until 10 in the morning. So many of those stories that were breaking in the early hours of the morning were homicides. I would be on the scene of multiple homicides sometimes. So I am very well aware how dangerous it is in Kansas City and has been for a very long time. Uh, In regards to this story... I have a real problem with the mayor having an issue with the governor calling the shooters thugs because that's what they are. And this has nothing to do with skin tone. And let's just be very clear about the, the makeup of everyone we're talking about. The two shooters, the ones that have been charged, are black. The governor is white, he's the one who used the term thugs, the mayor. Is black. He's the one who has the issue with the term thugs. Now obviously you can see the makeup here is having some type of persuasion on how it's being met uh, by the media, by the mayor, uh, how people are reacting to it, why people are afraid to touch the situation. Uh, But I'm looking at it just from a very objective standpoint. These are two people who committed crimes. If you are a criminal, you deserve to be referred to as a thug that's what you are. I don't care if you are white or black. I don't care if you are any other ethnic makeup. Uh, That's just the way I feel and has nothing to do with skin color. If these two shooters on the day of the Kansas City parade would have been white, I also would refer to them as thugs and would have no issue with anybody referring to them as that. And I have a feeling that the mayor if thugs were used in the case of two white shooters, uh, probably wouldn't have an issue with it either. Uh, but I just think we need to let go of this uh, the, the skin tone being so important uh, in everyday life. Uh, it's, it's honestly like a weird nuance because when you look at sports, um, I'm recalling recently Gerard Mayo made the comments when he first stepped up as Patriots head coach that if you didn't see skin color, you were part of the problem. You were, in essence, racist, uh, because you needed to see skin color to understand the the plight of, of which someone has been through and understand what they're currently going through. Uh, but then when you turn to crime, you can't see color because then you're racist. Uh, so we need to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like no one can, can really uh, get a handle on it. And it, it only fits the narrative when they want it to. Um, Something else that uh, was a story that was on my radar is recently in New York City, there was a suspect who assaulted a man on the subway. It was a black man. The reason I know this is because on the Crime Stoppers website, there was a picture of the suspect. You could clearly see his face. He didn't have a mask on, nothing. Clear picture of him. Anyways, the description of the suspect on the crime stoppers website and this was put up by the NYPD is the suspect is described as a man 40 to 50 with a medium build and a beard that's it there was no reference to his skin color even though if you were to have just read the description and not seen the picture that probably would be a very important fact about the suspect because it would rule out so many other people who fit that same description who aren't still within that same category. But it's clear even the NYPD is, af- is afraid of being deemed as racist, and they can't even do their jobs because now the PC police is more powerful than the actual police. Um, so that's what it is. Uh, it's really sad what happened in Kansas City. Again, I lived there for several years, so this feels personal for me. Uh, and I absolutely hate that such a glorious celebration, winning the Super Bowl again, the third time in five years, uh, a great game that went into overtime in Super Bowl 58, uh, was pretty much ruined by two people who clearly have a mental illness. Uh, But speaking of Kansas City, In attendance for last week's Super Bowl and festivities in Las Vegas, this is a girl who knows a thing or two about football. Her name is Kristen Llewell-Gaffney. She is the wife of former Patriots running back Tyler Gaffney, among many other things. She's a very special girl. So I had the opportunity to have a chat with her yesterday, and she had so many cool and interesting things to say. So let's get to that interview. And joining me now, Kristen Lowell gaffney She is so many different things. She is one of the hosts of the Barely Filtered podcast. She's a media personality. She's a mom turned serial entrepreneur, although still a mom. Uh, And you're looking beautiful while doing all of the things. So how are you today?
2: I'm good. I am so excited to be here. When I got the email to be on the show, I really jumped out of my seat. Um, So I'm very excited and honored to be here. So thank you.
0: Amazing. Well, I know that we're in different places right now. Where where are you currently?
2: I'm actually in LA. I'm gonna record a couple <laughs> in the studio in a couple of day, or sorry, a couple of hours. Yeah. So I'm just doing it all, maybe do some shopping with some girlfriends. Have quite the day.
0: Uh shopping was definitely on my agenda this past week and I had a little getaway yeah. to Colorado and I picked up a few different jackets. I actually bought my first fur coat. Uh, PETA, do not come for me. Um yeah. sorry, <laughs> I am all about cool. real fur. <laughs> Um, but I know that we overlapped recently. We were both in Las Vegas. We unfortunately didn't get a chance to meet in person. Um, but how did your Vegas experience treat you? How was Super Bowl
2: week? It was amazing. It was so fun uh, just to see all of the athletes, the craziness of, of Vegas. I had the best time. I didn't have a drink or go to a party, but somehow still felt like I needed to bathe in holy water. Mm-hmm. Um, my Niners did not come through at the W, but they will be back. I know. I definitely know it.
0: Okay, so let me get this straight. You did not go to any parties because I thought you were like sporting like a handbag at one of the parties that just yes. got all the
2: headlines. Yes, I did go to the Maxim party. I'm sorry, forgive me. I didn't go into any clubs. I'm doing a, an alcohol <laughs>
0: cleanse. Yeah.
2: But I did go to the Maxim party and I did wear um, a purse, a MAGA purse that actually went viral. And I actually got a lot of support for it. I knew, I will say, I knew what I was doing. I knew that there was a possibility there would be some negative feedback. And I was pleasantly surprised of how many people loved the purse. Girls were taking pictures of it. Guys were dapping me up. And I even looked at the comments, which I know is a terrible thing to do. Oh my gosh, I know
0: know it too, but we can't help ourselves.
2: We can't help ourselves because I was very interested in it. This is something I'm passionate about. And I wanted to use my voice and I wanted to normalize that it's okay to support this man who has done so much for our country and continues to do so. I'm a mom of three. I have very young children and I truly believe he is the man that will protect our children. And that's where my passion comes from is who is going to set up our country to protect our children and give them the best opportunities. And I think we should take away the shame. And supporting this man who wants to make our country great again. There's a lot we should question of those around us. However, he is the leader and the person that will protect these kids. And I won't apologize for that. And I want to I want to normalize that and get rid of the bullies, honestly, because we're so scared to support this person. We're scared to lose our jobs. We should normalize this and support people. I thought this party was all about inclusion. Yep. And it, apparently it only includes people who think like them.
0: It, it will exactly. And that's what if you're paying attention, you very quickly find out. Um, I obviously am on, on the same in the same boat as you. Um, I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter. And um, I also feel like regardless of who you support, you should be able to be vocal about it and not be afraid and shouldn't have people pass judgment on you because uh, like you just said about the, the Democratic Party. There's a lot of things we also could say about them and the candidate that they are praising and supporting. Uh, but most of the time we don't need to. Right. Because we let Joe Biden. Uh, his actions speak for himself uh which are pretty embarrassing as we all know uh but i want to get back to this back because it was awesome um and i actually had a woman on the show like at this point it was probably months ago and she makes right wing type jewelry. So um, like she has earrings and she has the FJB necklaces um that we saw Alina Haba wearing uh, several months ago at one of the UFC events at Madison Square Garden. So I love all of Trump endorsement gear. Where did you find this bag?
2: So I found it at its Lucky Star Couture. It's this woman who sold them at Mar-a-Lago. And I actually borrowed it from a girlfriend. She showed me this bag and I'm like, I need that. Yeah. I need statement. Um, and she has amazing bags. So lucky star couture. She's a a woman owned business made right in America. So love to support another woman. And she has got a wide variety of gorgeous bags.
0: You know what I noticed also in Vegas is because I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the the politics are obviously different than where I am in New York. And I don't know if you do reside full time in LA right now. I'm in San Diego.
2: I I am in Nashville though. Okay, so many-
0: so San Diego a bit different also than L.A. Nashville obviously a bit different. Um, but here in New York, I know, uh, it would be one thing for me to walk down the street with a MAGA bag, but I do feel like I would have a fully different experience in Las Vegas where people seem to have a little bit more sensibility. Did you pick that up throughout the entire course of the week? I mean, not just even when you had the bag, but you were able to kind of talk a little bit more freely and open up a little bit more without people coming for you constantly.
2: Yes, but I feel like I'm also ready and prepared. I think we need to be backed with facts and be almost ready for arguments. Most people are scared to say something. A lot of trolls online have more more power behind a screen. Not many people are going to say something to your face, maybe the extremists, but I'm, I'm always ready. And what I tell people is to hold your head held high, be proud in who you are, be proud in your beliefs. And that kind of intimidates people in itself. So I, I'm proud and I'm ready to go to battle with anyone who wants to have an argument about this upcoming election.
0: Okay, so talk to me. Have you been Republican your whole life? Was that how you were raised? Or did this, did this uh, leaning kind of set in a little bit more as you became a mother? And like you mentioned, realizing the future you want for your children and what it was going to take in the candidate it was going to take to help you get to that point?
2: You know, I I interviewed Candace Owens and she said a a quote. It's like, if you don't have, if you're not a liberal when you're young, you don't have a heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're older, you don't have a brain. And I was, I voted for Obama when I was 18 and I was socially liberal and I still am socially liberal. I believe in gay marriage. I believe in choice. Um, But as I became a mother and as politics became more, more relevant in mainstream media, you start to question yourself and obviously the pandemic the vaccines and children and everything going on um, amongst many things we really started to have open critical thinking and actually using our brains and conversations and challenging you know each other in conversations and i actually enjoyed that so definitely once i became a mother and the more kids i had honestly the more involved i became and you know they're my priority so whatever their safety means and setting up their future is what's important
0: have you run into anything with your kids so far being in school or whatever Activities they participate in where you've seen things that you're like, holy crap, like what is going on with the world right now?
2: I, I am in California, so I have no choice but to put them into private school. Um, it's it's a pretty penny, but it's worth it because I do not mess around with the public school system. I definitely hear stories amongst our peers, and it's pretty crazy what these kids are learning um, and what they're allowed to do in school. There's something called Furbies where people go to the restroom in litter boxes and this is normalized. It? We're completely normalized. Yeah, well, and we're normalizing How weird is that? Just, I mean... I don't
0: care, like, just, let's just think about this for what it is. You are allowing your children, you are encouraging, be who you are, act like an animal and use a litter box in the bathroom. I mean, I just feel like as a parent, I don't care how much I want you to have freedom of expression or be yourself. That is, I mean, that's just insane
2: it's strange that we're normalizing. And for example, you know, men playing in women's sports, something that women fought so hard for to finally have, uh, you know, this platform to be a part of and compete are now being taken over by so-called women. And so what at the end of the day we're doing is we're normalizing mental illness. Like that's what it is. And it's very strange to me that everyone can just go to bed at night as if this isn't happening in our world.
0: Yeah, it is very strange. And I know that there's a lot of other, you know, Women will call them, we'll call you wags, um, you know, who are whether it be NFL or, or other sports, uh, who also have very strong core values. You know, they're great mothers, they want the best for their children, but uh politically, sometimes it's hard to see eye to eye. Uh do you feel like you get any pushback um from the other wives, whether it be, you know, ones that you immediately associate with or Or ones that are kind of in the, like the outer circles of of people that you know more just on an acquaintance level.
2: You know, I try to be very intentional with who I surround myself with. As a mother, I really don't have that much time. And I definitely don't have time for any BS. So I try to stick around, whether they're like-minded or not, people who are at least open in conversation and hearing. I have people who are, you know, far left friends. And we have the most amazing conversations because they're willing to hear me and I'm willing to hear them. And most people are really in the middle. So I haven't received any, you know, feedback to my face, at least, from WAGS. But, and it is a difficult place to be i um, speaking politics with athletes. They just want to protect their careers because there's been so much fear around having a voice. And that's what I do with that person at the end of the day is let's normalize having a voice and not having our jobs at stake because of it.
0: What's it like being in the spotlight? I mean, you, obviously your husband, uh, former NFL player, uh, you you're along for the ride, doing your own thing. Uh, at the same time, you know, you've, you've kind of created your own space for yourself. You know, I think there's some women who kind of just ride the coattails. Not saying it's a bad thing. Um, You know, they just play more of the doting wife and mother role, but you really have carved out a space for yourself. What's it like to be able to be able to use that attention to really put forth your ideas and make your voice heard?
2: Honestly, it feels amazing. I spent years supporting him and being his cheerleader and I was the rock who held it down. He was the kite that was flying and now kind of roles are reversing and he's home Aww. watching the kids while I'm here. You know, he, I think in any relationship and marriage, it comes down to communication, sport, constantly doing check-ins with what are our goals? Where do we want to go and how can we help each other? And I think those constant Check-ins help us and we help each other. At the end of the day, it's just like sports. We're a team and we're gonna win together and we're gonna lose together. So um he's been nothing but supportive and I'm so blessed to have him.
0: I love some of the things that you've posted. Um I know you're one of the hosts, like I mentioned before, of the barely filtered podcast. So you do not hold back, uh, very much similar to myself. And you posted something on your Instagram earlier that I loved. I actually screenshotted it because I wanted to remember it for myself. And it says, never let a blind person tell you how something looks. Never let a fat person give you health advice. Never listen to a single person about relationships. Never take financial advice from a poor person. Listen to those who are successful in their respective fields. And I love that because I feel like we have gotten to a place in this country where we are allowing the wrong people to guide us and tell us information. And then if you try to push back, uh, you're met with all types of yelling and screaming and and shoving. Uh, So I love that you said this uh, because this is how all of us should be feeling and thinking.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And what I have come away since, you know, this pandemic and one thing I've learned for lack of a better term, most people are stupid. They read, they they don't, and what I mean by that, by the way- They are, they are. You
0: don't even need to clarify that most people are stupid.
2: (laughs) They, a lot of people don't read beyond the headlines. And as we know, the media has just mass manipulated everything that's going on, mostly for election reasons. And they don't read beyond the headlines. They see Donald Trump rapists. They don't see the evidence or lack thereof and what the actual case is about and what's happening. they're going to appeal. They don't know anything like that. They don't go beyond reading the headlines. And I think that's been a huge problem in society is people aren't doing their research at all. Um, so that's something I am diligent on is I need to educate myself. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong and that's just life. Um, but I always aim to not be the smartest person in the room and surround myself with those who are going to educate me and open my eyes and make me a better woman and mother.
0: And talk to me about the podcast. What are some of the issues that you really delve into and you like to talk about with you and your co-host, which I know is Olivia Culpo's sister?
2: Yes, Aurora is my co-host. She's amazing. And she's much more of a libertarian and kind of goes with the flow. And so we would absolutely go to head to head. We lean into politics, wellness, motherhood, parenting, um, and societal issues. But I think what's great about us is because we are so different and I'm much more passionate on the political scale, is it's an example that we might not agree on every single thing, That would be strange. We would Mm -hmm. be robots if we all agreed with every single thing in the world. That's what makes America great is that we have so many different cultures, so many different opinions. And people forget that if I voice my opinion in a different country, I could be stoned to death as a woman. And we should be so grateful that we have free speech and we shouldn't abuse it by any means, but we need to embrace that and think, wow, how cool that is. And that's what Aurora and I do so well is we go head to head and we laugh and we're still friends. And we wanna show people that it's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have a different opinions. We don't need to cancel friends. We don't need to cancel family members. We can just have conversations and learn from one another.
0: Is there any topic that you've covered recently that you feel like it got really heated about or something that just sticks out as like, okay, this was a hot button topic, but we did it and uh, now we're kind of putting it behind us because we don't want to cause any more trouble.
2: I would say two things. One, we definitely went to head to head with an um, independent Democrat senator candidate, Christina Pascucci, out of uh, Los Angeles. So I kind of grilled her, but she took it very well. We definitely went in on Newsom and you know I might be called a the conspiracy theorist with everything going on, but I, I did not hold that. Yeah. So there's definitely some weird things going on here with Newsom, China, all the things. So that was a hot topic as well as ironically, something I did not think was a hot topic. And it's not political. As I said, women should take care of themselves physically. I said, women should go to the gym. I said, women should get their nails done. They should put some effort into their appearance. And it went viral and the comments were crazy. And I, I am a big Joe Rogan fan. So he does something called post and ghost. So I post I let it be, and I let the, the trolls go at it with each other. So that was a hot topic.
0: <laughs> you know what? That is interesting because I agree with you. I think that one of the, you know, roles of being uh, a woman is is looking nice, uh, taking care of yourself. And I think that, you know, if, if you do neglect that and a guy, you know, starts losing interest, then that's ultimately, I won't say all, but some of like your own fault, right? I mean- If you're not going to try to look nice for your man and continue to impress, which I think both people should do for each other, um, then you can't really expect much when things start falling apart. So
2: I actually am totally on board with that. There was, you know, the left side is really pushing down men lately, yet they can't define what a woman is. So that's quite ironic. There's a lot of irony in their agendas. But we keep pushing men down and men are so amazing. They built, literally built this country, the buildings, the electricity, Mm -hmm. the streets we walk on. Those are 98% jobs by men. So why are we pushing these men down? We can still thrive. We can still be amazing and have amazing opportunities, but we don't need to bring other groups of people down at the same time. We are women. They are men. We we all have our own strengths and weaknesses and we should embrace that and support that.
0: I love that. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, One of my first Topics that I covered on the show was I said toxic masculinity is hot uh, because and actually someone on my show just today said something about, you know, the absence of masculinity is the problem. It's not the fact that masculinity exists. And especially in the toxic sense, which really just means more of an alpha male, which I find to be the most impressive (laughs) and attractive type of guy. So that's, that's just me. But I think most women who have some common sense... And, um, you know, aren't afraid of, you know, getting pushed back from the left will be unafraid to say that out loud as well.
2: Oh, yeah. My husband is a feminist worst nightmare. But to <laughs> me, it's just the most attractive thing in the world. But guess what? If God forbid something happens, who am I calling? I'm calling a man to protect me. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, anything else that you're working on that we should know about and keep an eye out for?
2: Um, yes, actually, thank you. I am launching a children's health brand. That's the whole other subject I can get into with big pharma and you know, the attack on children through food. So it's called super true. Keep an eye out for this summer. It is going to be seed oil, free food to support just making their (laughs) lives easier on game days. And, um, that's not going to give your kid ADHD or any disease down the line. It's going to be completely pure organic. So it's going to be, it's gonna be fun. So stay tuned this summer.
0: Wow. I love that so much. And like, you and I should just have continuous conversations because I am so anti-seed oil. You know, you talk about conspiracy theorists. I mean, I've been saying this to all my friends for s- such a long time now. They're like, what are you talking about? You sound crazy. And I'm like, believe me, now more people are starting to talk about it. But I've been cutting out seed oils from my diet for a long time. And actually, um, I won't get so far into it now, but I'm doing something on my own that I'm um, – creating that also uh is better for the body and um ultimately uh the mind and everything as well so uh we are aligned on that one and uh, i'm so excited for the brand to come out kind of reminds me of um like in a sense like jessica alba's honest brand a little exactly.
2: bit exactly yes it's it's all gonna be all about keeping it real and just that way when parents go to the store they know exactly what they're getting and they don't have to worry just Lovely. one last thing to worry <laughs> uh,
0: well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, any any one little thing that we can subtract from our, our daily worries is always a good thing. So, Kristen, thank you so much. You're fantastic. You. And I wish you the best of luck in everything. And uh, I actually would love to just connect on a personal level and continue this friendship because you seem amazing.
2: Thank you so much. I'm a new Charlie fan. Thanks Yay. so much for having me. Thank you.
1: I'll kick the Morning we will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned.
0: Incredible was she. I had such a fun conversation with her, and I think we're friends now, which is cool. Like, in my mind, we're friends. No, I'm just kidding. We followed each other on Instagram. I think that that these days, that entails that we are friends. So I'm um, looking forward to chatting with her uh, again in the future, uh, on and offline. So um, thank you again to Kristen for jumping on the show. Now, obviously, she's of a very sound mental mindset. She's got it together. Everything's fine. Uh, However, there is another woman who I continuously keep tabs on. I think a lot of us keep tabs on her, who may not be. We haven't really decided yet. Her name is Britney Spears. Uh, Obviously, we all know about her. Uh, She's in the headlines all the time. And she says that she's doing great, right? She just had her conservatorship ended, I believe, in the past. I mean, I don't know the exact time frame, but— year, year and a half or so. And that's been great for her because she now has her freedom back. She doesn't have to be um, under lock and key uh, by her father, by her conservatorship. Uh, She's able to do as she pleases, which is great because she was under that conservatorship for a long, long time, years on years on years. But while she says she's doing great, she also posts videos pretty regularly. And I would say disturbing is an understatement. So Before I get into any more of it, just take a look at her most recent video and you can tell me what you think. Or are we just doing it while I talk over it? Okay, cool. So, we don't need to send you anywhere. You can just take a look at this side of the screen. So this is one of her most recent videos and this pretty much resembles most of the videos she posted. There's actually one that I would say is even more disturbing that she recently posted. It looks like she has a joint, or maybe it's a cigarette cigarette in her hand, and she's, like, smoking it as she is dancing. Um, but she always has her shorts, like, pulled down really low. And even just her clothes are really interesting. Like, just from a female's perspective, uh, if I was Britney Spears and had tons of money— and access to stylists and personal trainers and dietitians, and all of these things, I think that I would keep it together a little bit nicer. Um, she seems to be slightly out of shape. Her clothes resemble that of like something that I would wear back in middle school. Um, it's a little strange and obviously her erratic movements are just another whole thing in general. But I'll tell you this, when I was reading the book, I just read her autobiography, it's called A Woman in Me. And it was a really great book. And I actually felt for her. I felt very bad for Britney Spears because she constantly went on about how she had no choices that she was able to make for herself for so long in her life. Uh, she completely had her freedom taken away. She wasn't allowed to do anything on her own. She was not allowed to leave the house on her own. She was not allowed to eat what she wanted to eat. She wasn't allowed to work out when she wanted to work out. She was Her tour schedule was so... Strict that she wasn't able to go out with her dancers afterwards. She wasn't able to have conversations freely. For example, she would have a hairstylist come over to her house one day who was fixing her hair, and it was discovered that she was having a conversation that wasn't deemed appropriate by her conservator, which was her father. Uh, She was basically being recorded, watched, surveyed. uh, And her uh, hairdresser, she never saw again. Like the one person that she had an authentic connection with in such a long time was kicked out of her life because they were like, oh, we don't want her to get any ideas. We don't want anyone feeding anything into her brain. And then obviously she had that really traumatic relationship with Justin Timberlake uh, that became very public. Uh, And she revealed in the book that she actually had an abortion uh, with Justin Timberlake's baby. And that was something that she never made public uh, because— You know, they wanted to keep that secret, but she finally was able to get that off of her chest, something that was probably very traumatic for her. So she obviously went through a lot. So you feel for her, and you think, what a horrible thing that this woman experienced, and that she shouldn't have been under the conservatorship in the first place. But then you see her posting videos like this, and you wonder, was the conservatorship actually in her best interest? Uh, Maybe there were things that her family was seeing that forced them to put her in that situation that she was— uh, and I do believe that now, being the fact that she has her freedom back, maybe she's just going a little bit off the rails b- because she's rebelling, because she feels like for so long she didn't have the power to make her own decisions, that now she's just going completely wild and crazy. Do I agree with it? No. And I also feel for her because she's also going through a divorce, as everyone's probably well aware of, at least those who keep any type of uh, tabs on Britney Spears' life. Sam asgari is the guy who she was with for years that was originally one of her backup dancers. That's how they initially met years ago. They fell in love. Uh, I was really happy for her because it seemed like she, in all of her past relationships, I mean, she was, remember she had the one relationship in Vegas that she immediately got annulled to her childhood friend. Um, And then she had the, her kids, uh, I believe two of them, with Kevin Federline, who now they have a horrible relationship. I don't even think they're on good terms or speaking terms. And I think for the most part, the kids are in the custody of, or at least they choose to remain with their father. So, I feel for what she's been through, uh, Sam Ascari, it seemed like they had a pretty good relationship, but then suddenly it's like they're getting a divorce, and now a source is saying that Sam feels like he should be compensated properly for everything he went through with Britney, referring to the erratic behavior and mood swings that Ascari witnessed while married to the pop star. I think that's totally egregious. I think that if you're married to someone, you're going through with whatever they're going through together, and that's part of what being married means. Um, So I think this is BS. And I don't think she should be forced to financially compensate him uh, now that he's decided to get out of it. Here's what I think. I'm gonna just be completely honest. I think that he was very calculated and when he decided to divorce her, I think he waited till after she was out of the conservatorship. Oh look, I was stuck through her through thick and thin. I helped her get through such a traumatic part of her life. He waited for a very specific amount of time, and then he pieced out. To me, this, this feels very calculated, um, but I also feel very endeared to Britney Spears, I'm gonna say, because growing up, Britney Spears was my idol. My bedroom, if you would have seen it, uh, you might have thought that I was a lesbian, because the entire place, my entire room was plastered with Britney Spears' posters, cutouts from magazines, everything. I went to all of her concerts, always was a massive Britney Spears fan, so um, I feel very connected to the story. I hope she's well. Uh, I hope that her videos are just mainly a statement of her rebelling and not something more serious under the surface. Um, Okay, everybody, that is all the time we have today. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, We started on a little bit of a down moment, but you know what, maybe we'll get into more of what actually went down with this cellular power outage because it's very strange, isn't it? Three of the major carriers all going down at once. I don't know, seems suspicious to me. Uh, Okay everyone, that's it, that's actually it. So follow me on social media, in the meantime, at Charlie on TV, and I will see all of you tomorrow, bye.